I wanted to create that clinic there and I didn't have any funding for it. So it's a startup. And a friend of mine called, he said, there's a friend of him that is live all the way in Cambria, which is three hours, two hours from where I work at the hospital. And he said he needs help with COVID actually. It was during COVID and he can't get the help that he needs and he doesn't know what to do. Can you call him? I said, yeah, sure, no problem. So I pick up the phone, I call him. So I told him what to do. I called a few hospitals. He couldn't get what he needs. So I told him, come drive down. I'll take care of you at the hospital. So I did that. He came like a day later and I took care of him. He felt better. So while I was treating him and he asked me a question, he said, can I ask you a question? I don't know who you are. Literally, you don't even know who I am. You don't even know my name, literally. But yet you went out of your way. You spent hours trying to take care of me or provide one thing that I can't even get it anywhere. And you, But you did that for me. Why? Why would you do that? And I said, I don't, I don't know. It's not about why I did it, because I could. You need help and I can deliver. It's simple. This is Associations Thrive, the podcast celebrating successful associations and their leaders. I'm your host, Joanna Pineda, CEO and Chief Troublemaker at Matrix Group International. Listen in as top association executives tell all, revealing the creative and innovative ways they're increasing membership, generating revenue, nurturing engagement, and reimagining their organizations. By the way, if you've launched a new initiative, created new member services, or updated your governance structure and are seeing great results, I want to hear your story and so do my listeners. I'd love to have you as a guest. Go to podcast.matrixgroup.net and apply to be on Associations Thrive. Now let's dive into this week's show. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Ahmad Nuristani, who is founder of the SLO Noor Foundation and the Savvy Health Clinic. Dr. Nuristani, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward. Dr. Nuristani, you run a couple of organizations that work with the uninsured in the San Luis Obispo area. So tell us about the foundation and the clinic. So there's two organizations. They're both non-for-profit. The first one is Slow Nor Foundation, which is a free clinic for people who have no insurance and it's completely free. We started that first clinic about 10 years ago with the goal in mind to serve the community to provide them a medical home because they had nowhere to go. I remember when I started working in San Luis Obispo and the first six months or so out of residency, I was just starting my career and I was doing some project overseas. But then I realized that so many young people at their 40s and 50s comes in with a stroke and heart attack and they all shared one common theme, as you could say, is they said that either they had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and they couldn't afford to get their medication. Uh-huh. And, you know, I just never forget this uh, 45-year-old guy, a carpenter, came in, had three kids, and he had a stroke. So I said, what happened? His pressure was over 200 at that time, 220. So I said, what happened? They said, well, I lost my insurance about three months ago. So I had some medication. I kind of 
took it every day, every other day, every third day, cut it in half. And finally I run out and I just didn't have $300 to go see a physician because I don't have insurance and the cash cost of it. And I just stopped taking it because I just couldn't afford it. There was the difference between me feeding my family or taking medication. So I chose not to. And now this guy had a stroke, the family suffering, three kids. Not only it costs us as a taxpayers millions of dollars to take care of him now because he's disabled, but the emotional and the physical manifestation, not only on him, but in his family, he can't put a price on it. So I had a few of those and then I said, let me just, it doesn't make sense to me in California. I'm living in an affluent area. Why is that? So, you know, I did my research and lo and behold, almost 30% of population here didn't have insurance. 30%. That's crazy. Dr. Norstani, that is mind boggling. So California is the richest state in the richest country. Okay, maybe not the richest country, but close to the richest country in the world. How is it possible that we have 30% uninsured in San Luis Obispo? And by the way, that's where the SLO comes from in the name of the foundation. So how is that possible? I think a lot of people ignoring the facts. We just think that we have insurance. Everybody has insurance. If you're poor, you know, you're going to get your Medi-Cal, Medicare, et cetera. You know, if you're rich, you can afford it. But people forget about middle class. Insurance was extremely expensive and continues to be a problem. And so obviously, slowly it's gotten better. Now we're talking about 8 to 10% of population don't have. And that doesn't include undocumented immigrants because about 30% of our patients are those undocumented immigrants now. Nowhere to go. So things have changed a little bit. But once again, yeah, that was the reality of it. To answer your why, you know, everybody initially, when we opened the doors, everybody thought we're going to see homeless population and people who cannot go anywhere. But that wasn't true. I, I barely, maybe we listed than 1% of patients that we saw was homeless. The rest of them are all middle class people. Wow. People who had families and businesses, they just couldn't afford it. So yes, 30% it was a staggering number and it was just crazy. So Dr. Nuristani, what led you to found the clinics? Because, you know, there are social service organizations in every county in California. So why start something new? So a couple of things. Obviously, giving back is part of my DNA. I'm from Afghanistan. I was born in, in a place where healthcare system was non-existent, literally, just due to lack of providers, do lack of medicine, money, et cetera. Coming to U.S. was, okay, I have the best doctors in the world and I have all the resources, but guess what? I can't afford it. So to me, the comparison is exactly the same. It doesn't matter what you have. If you can access it or you can't afford it, then I might as well not have it. So to me, it was important to recognize that people who are living in this community deserve better, deserve something. Your health is your number one priority. Without your health, you don't have anything. You don't have your wealth. You don't have your well-being. You don't have family or you can't take care of yourself or anybody else. So it, the impact of not being healthy just goes beyond and above just being a healthy individual. So from that aspect of it, I just wanted to do something. And so we started the organization and, uh, you know, we opened the door initially in a very limited capacity of two half days a week, which majority of was done by me being the provider. And then slowly it grew. Now it's full-time and we have all the services. And so you run a really interesting and unique clinic 
in that you're comprehensive in your services. So maybe talk to us about that because I've not seen anything like this. One of the uniqueness about the organizations, the one that we established earlier and also the new one is the amount of services that is offered at one location. So one of the earliest things that we realized when a patient doesn't have insurance, it's not just, you know, you cannot solve their problem by just seeing them in the office saying, you have high blood pressure. Okay, then what's the next step? How are you going to give these guys medication? How are you going to take care of the next step of the process? Because they still require to go to a pharmacy and get medication. Well, you have to do laboratory workup. So how are you going to manage that? Where are they going to pay for that? And then what if they need subspecialists? What if they need to see a heart doctor? What if they need to see a gastroenterologist, orthopedic surgeon, et cetera, et cetera? What if they need minor surgery? What if they need dental work? What if they need vision? What if they need glasses? What if, what if, what if? And those are the constant questions that I ask every day. There's no question about it. How do I add more services to what we can do? So it's very comprehensive. So we went ahead and answered all those questions and create ways to find out how we can provide those services to our patient. So our patient doesn't go without those services. As you know, Glasses are probably the beautiful pair you're wearing is about $250 to $300 at least. Oh, way more than that. I paid for mine, I don't know, 800 something. So I understand that. So people cannot afford that, even though if it was $50, even though it wasn't. So what we did, you know, we created the eye clinic. And from that, we provide free glasses, free frame, lenses. We do cataract surgeries. We have retina specialists that comes in and take care of these patients. So it's not just, hey, here's a prescription for a glass. No, we examine you, we give you the prescription. We can go above and beyond, detect you if you're diabetic or we can do something about it. We find out retina specialists that donated their time, the surgical center that donated their time so we could do minor surgery for these patients. Then the next big step is obviously the dental clinic. And you know, it's extremely expensive. Yes. So I didn't want to just go ahead and extract, right? You know, you have a toothache, you have a cavity, let's yank it out, right? No, I, I know people deserve better. And so we went ahead and offer all the services. We're not just doing just filling and pulling, right? We do crowns. We do, I mean, we have a lot of people with drug addiction that don't have tea. They can't get a job. So how are you going to create dentures, et cetera? So, I mean, we are doing a very extensive, comprehensive dental work for a lot of patients. So mental health is a huge challenge, not only in California, but the rest of the United States. So we address that. We have a mental health provider to provide care for that. We have reach out to all subspecialists in the county and create relationships so they could see our patient for free through referral basis saying, okay, give us, you know, three or four patients a month. It's not a big deal for them. It makes a huge difference in our patient population. So now these people could go in and get their, not only they get their evaluation from a heart doctor, but also they get their echocardiogram, ultrasound, whatever test they need that. So we develop relation with the clinics and hospitals so they could give us a discounted rate and free some of these tests that we have to do and perform in order to accomplish the goal of comprehensive care. Physical therapy. I mean, you know, we have people who have issues that need to see physical therapy. So we reach out to all the therapists around town and they all giving us donation of, you know, three to four visits per patient, per location. So, I mean, it adds up. Wow. And all of a sudden, 
Now we have a comprehensive physical therapy program. A diet and nutrition is so important in overall health. So we went ahead and provide that services. We have nutritionists and that's diabetic teaching or weight reduction classes, et cetera, that people could enjoy that. So there's nothing left for us to provide in those clinics right now, currently as a structured, because we have answered all the what ifs and what else we could do. Medication, you know, we have programs that we could get pretty much majority of our medication for free and provide it to our patients. And one of the other challenging was laboratory workups. So we have bought some of this new equipment that we can do in-house labs. So we don't have to go now to another lab to get your blood drop or basic stuff. And we could do it in-house and we have a result in five minutes. And guess what? Not only we saved you a visit to the lab, but also we save you a second visit to the clinic because we have the answers right now. We're making decisions based on those answers right now. So our normal visit is more than two or three regular visits that you would do on your doctor. Boy, that sounds amazing. It sounds like you're providing comprehensive care where you've really thought about all the things that a patient might need. And instead of saying, well, we don't provide that, you've really thought about all those solutions. Or instead of referring them to other organizations, you might refer them, but there's a pre-existing relationship where they'll continue to get free care. So Dr. Nuristani, how are you funding this? Because it sounds amazing. And you kind of hinted at it a little bit. You said that maybe through relationships, some of these clinics or some of these medical practices will give you the ability to send them three patients a month, but that can't be how you're funded. So how are you funding this wonderful care for your patients? So funding comes from different sources, obviously, from a startup organization with no name attached to it. They were going to have difficult. It's going to take time for people to recognize and trust the organization. Not only it's going to do what it says it does, but also is it going to last? Longevity, because a lot of big donors, they don't want to be part of something transient, right? Yes. They want to establish their legacy based on the, your performance and, and based on what you do. So majority of our fund comes from fundraiser that we do or people donate throughout the year and then also grants, whether it's city and county and then other grants that are available, health grants. But it's all developing the relation to the, for example, to the county that you're in. You know, we have great relation with the county. They're the highest funder for us. Year in, year out, in the past 12 years, they be or 11 years, they've been funding us a good portion of that. And then finding other organizations. So you know, raising money is challenging. It's a nonstop endeavor. I mean, yes. I haven't taken a break for 12 years of this. So it's a nonstop. It's not like, okay, I have money. No, you just never have enough money because you never know which funding is going to stop, right? There's no guarantee. So you constantly in a constant fight for raising money. And is it a situation where you also have donated services from the doctors? And some of the labs, are they providing services to you too? Or is that all funded? No, I mean, the, those are, has to be part of that equation, right? How do you get the most per dollar? So we had initially, and that was one of the big push for us, for every dollar that you donate in return, we gave $100 in services. So, I mean, that ratio and that relation, it's, I mean, extremely unheard of because a lot of places 
for a dollar, you get 90 cents of it goes to overhead, 10 cents goes to whatever cause that you're donating. So this is rare to saying, look, whatever you donate goes to the cause. And that's because we have a lot of providers that are donating their time, their effort. And, you know, we do get rates that are unheard of, for example, to do lab because they donate their manual part. They just charge us what their cost is. I see. So from that standpoint, we, you know, we have done over 50 million plus worth of free care in the past 10 years or so, even though initially we were very limited how many days we were open. The comparison is pretty amazing for me as being in, this is probably my fifth non-for-profit that I have created. So the last one is Savvy Health, which is another free healthcare services, but in Santa Barbara County in Lompoc. And that one, we opened about six months ago when we are already open almost full time. And the services we have added has just been amazing in the last few months. How much more services that we have created just because of you build on the experience, you build on the name and recognition. So it's easier because people know who you are and based on your past will commit larger donations. Ah. At the end of the day, it's all about money, right? The more money we have, the more services and the faster services we provide. But a lot of it also as a creator, the person who is in charge of creating that, you've got to have that vision. And this is a nonstop. And, you know, some of the initial funding comes from my patients, ah. people that I have no clue who they are, but I take care of them in the hospital. And you said, hey, thank you for saving my life. What can I do for you? And like, thank you, whatever, you know, nothing for me, but I have an organization. If you're willing to help, I'll tell you a story. I think that's just, please, this is for the new Savvy Health Clinic. So I wanted to create that clinic there and I didn't have any funding for it. So it's a startup. And a friend of mine called, he said, there's a friend of him that is live all the way in Cambria, which is three hours, two hours from where I work at the hospital. And he said he needs help with COVID, actually. It was during COVID. And he can't get the help that he needs and he doesn't know what to do. Can you call him? I said, yeah, sure, no problem. So I pick up the phone. I call him. So I told him what to do. I called a few hospitals. He couldn't get what he needs. So I told him, come drive down. I'll take care of you at the hospital. So I did that. He came like a day later and I took care of him. He felt better. So while I was treating him and he asked me a question, he said, can I ask you a question? I don't know who you are. Literally, you don't even know who I am. You don't even know my name, literally. But yet you went out of your way. You spent hours trying to take care of me or provide one thing that I can't even get it anywhere. And you, But you did that for me. Why? Why would you do that? And I said, I don't, I don't know. It's not about why I did it, because I could. Uh, you need help and I can deliver. It's simple. There's nothing else beyond that. You're compelled to do it. I'm compelled to do it. I mean, why not, right? Because if you have the need and I have it and I can't help you, so why not? All I did was just spend maybe 20 minutes of making a few calls and I'm taking care of it in the hospital. So when he left, he said, I want to do something for you. I said, you know what? Here's that I'm creating a new organization. If you want to do anything, I appreciate it. So he called me three days later. We took a tour and he donated 100000 Wow. This is clearly an individual with wealth, and yet he couldn't get the care that he needed. He has all the money that she couldn't want. So what I'm saying is that there's a lot of compassionate individuals 
that could help you out to either start or continue your mission, but you have to, it's a nonstop, it's constant movement. But once you have projects that are clean, pure, I think people gravitate to it and they see that. And I, I have asked people, I've gone have a cup of coffee with them and say, hey, I don't care what you donate, donate whatever you can. He said, I can't do more than like 10 bucks a month. Great. I appreciate it because a thousand of you is good enough yeah. because it makes a thousand a month and the pace for it. And they all ask me, it's like, let me get this straight. So you're wasting one hour talking to me that you could have made 10 times more than what you're asking and you could have donated that money. I said, that's true. You're absolutely right as far as money, but I'm not going to be here all the time. But a thousand of you will always be here to support that on an ongoing basis whether I'm here, whether I'm not is irrelevant. You know, and I don't get paid for any of my work. I mean, it's all charity work. Actually, I spend my own money on top of what I do beside my hours and beside my 365 days a year of work. So I don't get paid. So that's also appealing as a physician. They say, wait a minute, you're investing your time and effort and, you know, you could have worked. It's good enough for them. They're going to support you. So I think, you know, just as I said, that push, that success has come because people identify, people recognize and realizing this is genuine. It's not about money for me. Yeah. Dr. Nuristani, the need is great. I have clients in healthcare. I have clients that run hospitals. They say the need is great and even greater. The health inequalities are increasing. How do you know that you're making a difference, that you're making a dent? Is that a fair question? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I could say that I've saved thousands of lives. And that's simple. You're talking about dent, that's, they can't get bigger dent than that. Because the thing is that uh, we have identified people who had stage one cancer. We have benign tumors, prevention, right? Patient with high diabetes, hypertension, that they could have died. There's no question about it. That's not like if, it's when. A good example, I had a lady come in, actually, who was a journalist, photographer, great business, the business collapsed. She lost her insurance. When I saw her and I examined her on the table, she was actively bleeding. Oh. So I said, what's going on? How long? She said, six months. I said, why are you didn't come? Because I can't afford it and I couldn't. So I sent her right away from that table to emergency room directly. And she had stage three cancer. Oh. She got the treatment. We caught it early enough that she responded extremely well to treatment and surgical procedure, and she was cancer-free. And that's just an example of how we can change that. You know, financially, we have proven to the hospital that we have saved them millions a year for stopping the patient coming in to the hospital since they're uninsured. At that time, they weren't getting paid. Ah. So financially, we know what we do is extremely effective, but also saving lives. What we really miss is the mental component of being unhealthy. It's something that affects not you, but people around you, your loved one, your family. Every time I see a patient, it's a dent. It's a big, gigantic dent, in not only in his life, but in his family and people who loves him and in the community at large. Because if I could take care of you and you're not missing work, now you're contributing. You're paying your taxes. You're taking care of your children. You're taking care of your parents. Absolutely. Dr. Nurstani, before we go, I like to ask, what is your superpower? And I think I kind of know what your superpower is from this conversation, <laughs> but let us hear it from you. Giving the gift of health. 
And I think being able to provide that, I'm a strong believer, obviously, and the doors open in a so mysterious way that I cannot explain it. I mean, I got stories and stories and a story that someday hopefully I'll, I write a book about the generosity and how things happen in a way that is extremely unexpected, but all goes back to my ability to take care of people. I think that's giving the gift of help. This has been an amazing and uplifting interview. I want to thank you for being on the podcast and I want to thank you for everything that you are doing in California to help all of these patients. So thank you for all that you do. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to the next one. Yes, I hope you'll come back. Thanks for listening to Associations Thrive. We're so glad to have you here. You know, my personal mission and the mission of my company, Matrix Group International, is to help associations and nonprofits increase membership, generate revenue, and thrive in the digital space. I want to hear stories of how your organization is thriving in today's challenging landscape. Please apply to be on my show by going to podcast.matrixgroup.net. By the way, do you need help with a digital initiative? Maybe it's a website redesign, a new membership database, or a hybrid meeting that you're planning. I'd love to connect with you. Please visit the Matrix Group website at matrixgroup.net. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Associations Thrive. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a five-star rating, post a comment, and share it with your colleagues and friends. Bye! Bye!